Welcome to the Angel Wing LLC. Uh, we are continuing our uh, exploration of the human brain and related ideas around that with Dr. Chetna Krupalu, the founder uh, and the CEO of the Angel Wing LLC program. So continuing from yesterday, Dr. Chetna, we were talking a bit about development uh, of the, you know, healthy brain development, healthy mind development, uh, that notion that the human mind is uh, – it can be traumatized. Children can be traumatized and those traumas are stored inside the brain, inside the system, etc. These are obviously serious problems that afflict human condition in, in so many ways. Uh, just to kind of understand this a bit better, there's a common expression about nature and nurture. There used to be a debate of nature versus nurture, but now that debate is probably resolved that it's nature and nurture. Uh, could you uh, shed some light on your perspective of, of what uh, is this connection between nature and nurture, what these two words actually mean? Yeah, so um, nature, I, uh, again, if I go back to, like each individual as a baby comes into the world, comes with certain basic mechanisms or organ system functioning, brain functioning, um, some awareness and all of that. Uh, and some genetics, you know, as we talk about. So that is the how the child comes in. And um, however, having said that, there is, um, again, this is something which is kind of pretty uh, new, where we thought that everything starts from birth, uh, but there is a lot of things where the nature comes in, or the, even, I don't know if you can call it even nurturous to some extent, um, when the baby is, forming inside the mom's womb um, and because the the baby as it forms is also um, affected by its environment which is uh, what the mom goes through so not to discount that because everything the mom goes through meaning any stressful events whether the mom is happy whether the mom is sad whether mom is depressed or the mom is an alcoholic, mom smokes, those are all physical, obviously, um, substances. But even otherwise, those matter a lot, um, how the child's nature starts. Um, and so that can, that forms the nature of the baby. Now, nurture, obviously, is how the baby is raised. So that is, depends on the family. That's why um, if we see a lot of um um, you know, like adopted kids, you know, um, and I can, I know I can think of somebody as I'm speaking, um, whose parents took care of this little boy, um, with everything. He was the only, you know, child they had adopted, but they, um, went through so many different, um, what, what can I say, um, problems with this child, uh, amazing amount of trauma, um, you know, uh, and things like that, because they had rescued this baby at a very young age. You would even think that the baby doesn't even get affected from a uh, from parents who were drug addicts and uh, God knows what other past. So even now, the child is 25 and uh, still going through problems. Um, you know, didn't go to I don't know if he even I, I don't know if he graduated. He took graduate like correspondence school. You know, went to school. It was in the same high school as uh, my daughter, and um, they gave him everything. Um, they took care of 
everything, his needs and uh, luxury and everything, but they still had to go through a lot. So the nature, what I'm trying to say is the nature of the child, um, where the, you know, what the mom goes through and what happened before uh, does matter. But um, the nurture of the child um, also, I'm sure it mattered. Otherwise, the child would have become the same as parents, you know, if it was any different, whether it came from different foster homes, for example, if, if he wasn't adopted, he could have succumbed to even those things. So obviously, it's nature and nurture, because if we give the child enough of guidance at that age, uh, shower the child with enough of, um, I mean, say there's no enough, but a tremendous amount of love and the right um you know, um, guidance, the child can come around because we know neuro, we talked about neuroplasticity and everything. And that, and that age, when they're really young, uh, it's easier to overcome a lot of things, you know, and uh, continue working on that. So that's my um, idea of uh, nature versus nurture or nature and nurture, in fact. So it's not nature versus nurture. Okay, right. So so along those lines, just go back to the brain for a moment. We know that the brain has tens of billions of neurons. I mean, it's just an incredible uh, uh, anatomical structure uh, that's uh, that's there. Um, we know that that has come about either through evolution or creation or whatever the belief might be. It has come about, and it and it connect and it is connected by trillions of transition points. So there's all of these transition points electrochemical signals going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Um, is the brain something that is purely a mechanical process? Uh, that it is, it is just functioning based on this nature-nurture interaction, and it, it's, it's basically like a computer, but it's just an organic computer. Do you believe that's the case, or do you want to say something more uh, or something different about that? Well, to some extent, yes, because we, you know, that's where everything starts. But um, the mind concept is a whole different thing. It's like a projection of the brain function, and that is a whole different way of, you know, how you perceive things, how the processing, the analysis, how you form certain uh, images and uh, in your brain. Uh, so how what kind of memory you store that also is different for different people for example some kids some kids may uh, you know have recorded memories which are all mostly positive and overrides the negative but some of them could uh, keep a more negative even in the brightest circumstances and just focus on that right so that's how um, that kind of how that's how uh, some amount of nature and how the child processes this thing matters because I've seen, um, for example, nobody's perfect. So one could only look at good things the parents did and just focus on it and be so grateful and blessed and have more love towards them and everything. But the other thing is they have provided them everything and uh, all the love they can, but they pick on those one or two um, you know, deficiencies or um, idiosyncrasies of the parents and just keep focusing and saying that that wasn't available to them. And so they're no good or, you know, less less than they, what uh, they, they could have been in their eyes. So it all depends on how the processing happens. And that's where the whole uh, uniqueness comes from one individual to the other. So I think it matters quite a bit. 
um, of how the processing happens. So I don't think it's all organic brain function. It's as simple because then it would be the same in every human being. The brain is the same in every every human when they come on, uh, come in, you know, come in. So that is the variation we talk about. Yes, because each person's experience is his own, essentially. There's an individual, individual process behind it. And the inner experience, not the yes. outer. Outer is there, but how does that, that's why we talk about, you know, children in the same household. It's given the same food, same um, discipline, same environment. Um, don't grow up exactly the same. It's just because what they perceive from each um, experience or uh, the environment, the parents, as well as uh, things which happen in, in around them, one may be really sensitive, one may not be. And I see that in my children, uh, where it's very different. And one of them is expressive and the other one is not. Um, so, and then, so obviously, if one is not expressive, you don't know what else is going on in their mind and how more processing can happen, um, you know, and then versus the other one also could have the same. But it's, So that forms completely different personalities. Um, you know, the, the personality development is so different. Right, exactly, exactly. Uh, back, back to the brain again. As we said, there are so many transmission points. We, uh, we know that, I think in the general society, there's a lot of attention placed on the health of the physical body, you know, the health of the heart, the health of the kidney, the health of the stomach and bones and this and that. Uh, why is there perhaps not so much discussion on the way the brain is changed by external stimulation, by the inputs into the body. You know, we talk about the heart and heart conditions and blood pressure and diabetes, but but the kind of emphasis on the health of the brain or the changes in the brain that occur due to what we're putting into the body, our interactions through external stimulation, by listening to different people, listening, hearing, touching, all the senses, there there is a fluidic change that is occurring within the brain, and the neuronal events that are occurring are happening over a thousand thousandth of a second. It's happening like instantaneously. It's happening super fast. Um, what What is your take on, on, this, uh, on this in terms of personal responsibility about the brain itself, the organ itself? Now, we did talk, talk about this a bit before, like exercising and, 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 and those kinds of things, you know, but I think if we can take it a bit further to be even more attentive to the impact of the brain really on each and everything that we're doing. Uh, just like if we're walking, we are careful not to fall down and break a bone. You know, I mean, that's a very physical example. I don't know if you want to say something about this. No, absolutely. So, um, again, you know, being aware is the key. And most of the times we are not, we are not in a conscious frame of mind, which is, uh, you know, activity oriented, like you're aware of what's going on around you, um, you're working, you're, inter- you're analyzing, you're really concentrating on your work, um, you're doing things around the house, whatever it takes, because you're consciously doing things. Even though you're doing consciously, your mind is not focused on that specific now, what you're doing. If we could do that, then um, it would be wonderful. But then what happens is your subconscious is always you know, coming into play, which means that you're going inside your head, um, not in a good way where you're thinking of the future or you're thinking of the past or you're worried about something else. So the, 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 so what happens in that, in that instant is since you are inward, you're consciously inward, 
your driver, meaning the outward, it, it's the subconscious. So, and the subconscious is not uh, accessible to you because you don't know what's in there. So then you do random things, you know, you're not really doing things uh, intentionally. So you're not really aware of what what you're actually doing. And so that's why when whatever you put out into the universe or, uh, you know, uh, intentions or whatever thoughts and everything um, is not under your control at all. And but they have consequences. And this is what happens with every individual. And that's why this whole world is so chaotic. So that's why if we're aware more and more about our con- and conscious about every activity we do, we can actually have the control of what we don't or what we want. And even thoughts, if you're aware of where the thoughts are, we can choose what to think and what not to think or what to dismiss. We cannot avoid, but because they're going to come, because we don't know where they come from. And, you know, like I said, you know, there's a lot of thoughts which are pushed into the subconscious which keeps surfacing. But then if you're aware of our thoughts, we are able to either let it go and which we don't want and which we want to keep, which energizes us is the one we choose. So the more and more we do, we live intentionally and we live more like the way we want to. And so we can have some control over the way your life goes. And that is where your responsibility comes. That is where you take 100% responsibility about how you react or who, how you respond to a situation and uh, not react because reaction comes because of that old, you know, uh, primitive brain activity where uh, it's, you know, of course, some amount is necessary for survival, the defensive mechanisms. But nowadays, it's not that the anger, the frustration, all of them is all the short circuits, which we have no control over a lot of times. It just happens. Where did that come from? Why did I react like that? Because I wasn't aware that I had the conditioning um, which had happened. Um, and, and so the awareness is the key as we go along. Okay, yes. Uh, that's uh, well stated. You know, in in the history of scientific research and development, there has been this, there have been various fields that have tried to understand what is the mind, what is the brain, There's things like cognitive neuroscience, areas like that, that are trying to unravel the mysteries of our experiences. Do you think it is possible for individuals to take a uh, introspective, to take an introspective journey to probe inside the nature of thought? Now, scientifically, we can look at the brain as an organ through EEGs, fMRIs, etc., and and we can certainly see that there are there is human cognition. We have we are able to think. There are genetic factors at play. There are you know, all kinds of molecular systems within the brain. There are even uh, even uh, even things like mathematics as, is an evolution of the human cognition. So how does a person recognize the potentiality of the brain, given the fact that conscious experience, unconscious processes, mental imagery, voluntary control, intuition, emotion, the discovery of the self, all of this is within the purview of the human being, right? So this is, there's a phenomenal potentiality. Uh, so how does that, uh, how does Angel Wing promote the unraveling of this potentiality across these dimensions? Yeah. Um, 
Absolutely. Since angeling is very focused on personal transformation and self-mastery, um, the first thing really begin begins with uh, coming back to the present or being aware. And I think that is the key for everything because when we are aware, we are able to look at ourselves more. So most of the time, one needs to spend um, on ourselves instead of focusing outside. You know, of course, we have to do our work and job and then, you know, in the world and everything. But even when we are doing our work, we can always, you know, look inside of us. What is happening? How are we looking at it, at that event or how are we looking at that um, um, particular um, happening or the circumstance? So everything is happening inside of us. Even if there's events happening outside of us, the reaction or the emotions, the feelings, everything is inside of us. So if we become more aware of more and more of these um, thoughts which come up and emotions which come, uh, you know, as a result or feeling, um, we become, you know, slowly, slowly, slowly we understand where our mind, you know, the mechanics of the mind, the, <clears throat> like we talked about 360 degree vision of all, all across how the mind functions at different levels even. Even these, uh, when we are aware, in fact, we can even, um, you know, delve into our subconscious because the subconscious is always trying to bring up things which are unrelated, which are irrelevant for that specific, you know, at that time. And those are all the subconscious um, welling up of, you know, these thoughts. So when we look at these things, we have, you shouldn't, there's no need to analyze it, but at least you look at it that it's coming. It has no value. You let it go um, instead of suppressing it because what happens in suppression is you are pushing it again into the subconscious and that keeps coming up till you, you know, look at it and let it go. And not everything may not um, be needed to let go. You may have to look at some things and resolve it, uh, which is okay. But at least you know what's in there. And those things, um, it's it's like you are in the driver's seat. You're not, um, not it's not somebody else there. So you have more of, a, of control of the vehicle. Um, and it's not random, you know, that it's going, um, driving itself and we don't know where it's going or uh, what's coming up or whether it's going to have an accident or it's going to be in trouble, you know, things like that, just to give some kind of an idea. Um, All right. So, so that would be the advantage. So I have a couple of follow-ups on that. There is quite a bit of research that is trying to uh, unravel the correlation or what are, uh, or what are known as plausible brain correlates uh, that you know that that are connected with conscious experience that what we have conscious experience of any kind feelings emotions imagery whatever it might be whatever our experiences there is a correlation on the neurological side with that that there so neuroscientists and cognitive scientists are trying to understand what those correlations are and what the correlates are to the experience itself. Uh, so could you give some reflection on what you think that means for you as the head of Angel Wing? And then what are the implications for the participants of Angel Wing regarding this correlation? Um, definitely, you know, your thoughts affect your brain. There is no doubt about that. So the the point on that is <clears throat> experiences are what affect your mind and brain, meaning um, the brain and the body, um, because um, it starts with a the thought, then it secretes certain chemical substances, which affect 
your brain because there is an imbalance and then including the neuronal pathways and everything. And then, of course, because of that, your your body, and we see this, this a lot. In fact, um, this morning we were talking about somebody who had multiple, you know, uh, symptoms like headache on one side and shortness of breath and gut not working properly, um, you know, neurological pain and tingling all over the body. Um, and we we are not able to figure out what the problem is because um, either all of the labs are going haywire, which is like an extreme form where you know um, we don't everything is in dysfunction. Uh, or everything looks fine, but there are symptoms of these things, you know. So um, it does have a huge effect on uh, neuronal, neuronal um, you know, um, pathways in the brain, uh, which, you know, is correlates with hormones and chemical substances. And so the symptoms in the body, which leads to all these weird sensation in the, you know, neurological sensations in the body, like headaches and, um, you know, migraine attacks and, um you know, feels like the body is, um, you know, um, not paralyzed, but tingling, weird, uh, there are strange sensations which cannot cannot be even expl- explained, um, you know, numbness, burning, it could be any of that. And these are um, very difficult to put a finger and put everything in a box where you label them or give them a diagnosis. And every we cannot always, even if you came up with a diagnosis, there's not always one fix for it. Like, for example, like a medication, which is even whether it's a synthetic medication or a plant-based medication, doesn't matter. You know, there is no fix for it because there is multiple factors, multiple amount of thoughts, multiple processes in the brain, which has happened over chronically for years, maybe 20, 30, 40, 50 years. And that is that is that long, which makes or, you know, de- deconstructs or destroys you know, the functioning of the body. So it doesn't happen immediately because the body is perfect. It really comes in perfect, 100% perfect when it really, really tries to work together, you know, and in, in integration, in, in harmony, in, in homeostasis, always trying to bring the body in homeostasis. But if chronically one one is not able to firstly understand that, the, I think what happened, not I think, I know, most of the time we don't know we are in control at all. And that means that we are in control of our thoughts and how we can make it go a certain way and you can avoid and, you know, um, choose the thoughts and everything. So we feel we are, no, we are we're not in control. And then you wonder how these things came about. And it just happened to me. So if we understand as we go in angel wing to the core of it, you know, being more aware and, you know, have this in the beginning, then you are in much better, much better situation. Um, you know, for a lifetime, um, because then you you are in control and you're the creator. Yes, which is which is a testament to the free will that we have. That it is yeah. through our own freedom we can try to evolve ourselves further, which would mean also we're evolving the brain further. I mean, evolving not that the brain size is getting bigger, but there is a rewiring. There is a reintegration isn't that so yes absolutely that is the whole idea so when you aid your brain or you know with your mind and thoughts and reorganize them and um, even have um, uh, you know face your thoughts and face your emotions and feelings there's ways of doing that also and getting rid of those emotions and feelings because at the end of emotion all the negative feelings 
there is only positive feeling, there is only love, there is only bliss, there is only calm. But if you have to get there, and then your body takes care of it, because you, the messages you're giving your body is um, of healing, of um, integrating, of, um, you know, working together. So we have to provide that environment for the body to do its job. The, the more you don't provide, then it's going to be harder and harder. The body knows what to do, but if you don't create an environment, the messaging of healing is not going to be healing. It's one of stress, which is survival, where nothing goes right. So it is definitely something which is under control. We can definitely achieve that. Yes, which would indicate, at least philosophically, that your position, if I understand this correctly, is that there is free will, there is mind that can that that we have, we have purview over it. We have control over it. We have the ability to utilize it for our own development or for our own detriment. I mean, either, either way. And and Angel Wing is trying to raise that awareness that we can either go up or, or we can choose to go down. I mean, I mean, it, it sounds crazy to say that, you know, that who, who the heck was going to choose to go down? We may not think of it that way, but we do that more often than not. Yes. Which would also indicate that the brain, the physical brain and the nervous system in general and the body overall it is, is very much uh, impacted by free will, by intention, by creativity, by the concepts of self-mastery. So, it's, so what Angel Wing is providing, if I understand this correctly, is a process, is a, is a, is a, is a methodology, is essentially, of, of impacting brain function, impacting neuro cognitive function, uh, rather than the other way around, where the brain is just a pre-programmed conditioned process and one is just doomed in conditioning. Would you agree that that's the case and if you can yeah, elaborate? Yeah, absolutely. And that's what we talk about. So definitely we are, um, because of the free will, one has to really make up. The point is we get lost in life, you know, where we do it and we don't think this is something into our control and how important it is. And that is why we let go of it. But if we understand that this is all interlinked to our successes, to in relationships, in our career, making money, everything, because it's all about us. If I can figure myself out, how cool is that, that I can actually um, be in charge of everything. I be, I have the power to be successful. I have the power to make money. I have the power to uh, be have the best of relationships. Um, and I have the power to be happy all the time. So if one takes up on them, like anything, you know, when you make a, you, with grit and determination, you're saying that I'm going to know everything about myself. That is free will. And that is where it starts. So you start the process. Yes, you don't give up because anything, like anything else, you know, you, when, when we do, when we go into a career or whatever profession, we keep going and going, even though, even though we made failures. So we are going to have failures because we don't know this is something new. We learned that we are in control. But then it's a good way to march on, not giving up, um, you know, and then keep doing that on a day-to-day, minute-to-minute, um, you know, all-day basis. So we keep doing it until it becomes us, a habit for us to be in the present, in the moment, being aware of everything and completely in control of our thoughts. And I think that's, that's how we do it. Just one final question for today. In hearing you for the last two years and trying to understand your thoughts about angel wing and where you want to go, it seems to me that you are really encouraging everyone to apply the ideas that are being presented and see the truth for themselves. It's applicate. The program is application based. 
rather than just concepts. Could you just make a few comments about that, if you believe that that's correct? Absolutely. So this is because everybody is unique. So it is just to provide some tools and many tools as far as possible and even have more people come in and give a diverse variety of ways so you can achieve the same goal. And um, it is definitely has to be applicable. But again, since we are so unique, each of us are going to have a unique experience, unique journey, but arrive at a place where, you know, we get to understand how we can be in control or how we can discover our real self, not the self we've assumed. And um, eventually that's what is self-mastery, being in control of your mind, being in control of your thoughts, because then you are in the present, which is the only reality, which we are in the present and you are the present. And that is the key. So, if we, you know, if we know I'm the present, I'm everything and I'm in, on part of the universe. And that is only one thing which I'm coming to the truth by our journey, with, from, through our journey. Then um, everything is achievable at that point because you manifested everything already. There is nothing that you have to be worried about fearing the unknown in the future or anything like that, you know. So um, I think that is definitely very applicable. That is how I want it to be. All right. So uh, this is, of course, uh, February 1st, the first day of February in 2022. Again, many, many thanks uh, to Dr. Chetna Kripalu, who has uh, constructed this Angel Wing program. She is encouraging all of us to apply the beautiful ideas that are being presented in a very universal and integrated manner. Dr. Chetna, thank you very much for your time today, and we will continue tomorrow uh, along these lines for in further uh, exploration and inquiry. Thank you very much. Thank you, Sachin.